Hi, I'm Peggy. And I'm Dave. And this is AMP, the podcast for people with limb loss. Hello, Dave. How are you? I'm great, Peggy. How's it going? It's going okay. It's going okay. Can't complain. So first three months of the year finished. So that's a good thing. Heading into spring. So they tell us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Precious little evidence of that here I know. in New York. <laughs> yeah, it's it's cold here, but at least this, we were supposed to get snow, and, and thankfully it did not materialize. So I was able to play outside today, so I was very happy. Excellent. Yes. It's very, very happy for you and your family. Yes. It's very cold up here still. We're, everyone's walking around still with winter oh, gear. Oh, it was cold. It was cold. There just was no snow. Yeah. So... But it's all good. It's all good. Yeah. So how's everything else? Everything is going okay. It's going okay. Um, I voted this week on our Amped poll on our website, yes. ampedpod.com. And as good you know, you. this week or this month's question is, have you fallen uh, since the beginning of the year? And the options, I believe, were I have not, I have fallen once, or yes, I've fallen many times. Basically, yeah. And those are the, yes, those are the and I jinxed myself, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> well, the the answer was correct at the time you answered. It was. It, it was. I I clicked. No, I had not fallen. And then I went to the farm with Timmy and got tied up in a go kart and tripped and I fell. And I'm sorry. Are you? Okay? I'm okay. I I think I hurt my little pinky though, so I'm not happy. My little finger hurts, but other than that, I'm doing okay. It's just I'm more mad at myself because it was in front of everybody, and I yes, I, you know, I hate falling to begin with. I I just hate it. Um, but I hate it more when it's in front of people. Ah, oh, it's more. It is it's because then you have all the people rushing over and and you know. It's just, yeah. So I jinxed myself. So if you take the poll, you know, and something bad happens, you know, let us know. But it shouldn't. You should be good. Next month's poll question will be, how many of you fell within four days of answering? Exactly. (laughs) But I did. As, As I was on the ground, I thought, are you kidding me? I just said I hadn't fallen. So, Yeah. Yep, God sometimes has a cool I'll sense tell you, of humor. But no, I I could have been hurt because you know the dang go kart really got me. The, they have these push go kart things, and my three year old was just had just discovered them, and he's not old enough to pedal it, so I have to push him. But it turns out he's a horrible driver. So they are yeah, at that age. Yeah, he's yeah. He, we have some, we have a way to go yet before we put him behind the wheel again. I believe Jackson was probably a little older than that, but definitely under five. And we were in Italy. He was a little kid. And somehow Kara convinced the operators of this little, like, Formula One racetrack oh, no. with go-karts that he would it'd be a great idea for him to do that. He had a great time, but literally, you know, was bouncing off the walls and they finally had to pull him <laughs> off the tracks. They were like, this kid's going to kill himself or someone else. Whoops. So, yeah. Yeah, that's fun. all that matters, I guess. And I wasn't hurt, so it's all good. Other than my pinky, and yeah. that'll be fine. But we do have an exciting good. podcast today. 
Uh, today we are doing the Q1 review for 2018. So yeah. I'm excited. Yep. Every quarter, for those of you who have who are just new to the podcast, at the end of every quarter, Peggy and I like to make sure that we go back and review what have we done, um, what are some of the key accomplishments, and this is part of an effort to make sure that we're transparent with the limb loss, limb difference community about the work that we are doing, give people the opportunity to provide feedback, uh, crit criticism, uh, and uh, help guide us as we move forward. So we feel uh, this is a really important discipline for us to get into, to repetitively do this at the end of every quarter and that's how we uh, hopefully stay well connected to what the community is looking for at absolutely time. so without further ado should we dive in yeah you want to start it i will start it uh, we had a lot of highlights in the past three months and those include we had two huge amped activist wins and we will go into those uh throughout the summary uh, we put out 12 new podcasts one call to action, and we are busy growing the community. So we've yeah. been busy. Yeah, why don't you talk specifically about growing the community? Everything else we'll sort of circle back to, but uh, the highlights, and by the way, we have show notes for this as well. So people, when you're listening, you can obviously click on the, you'll be able to click on the uh, the button on the website. You'll be able to access all of this stuff. But um, talk through the the highlights on the communication stuff. So uh, we have more than 57,000 subscribers to this podcast. So we are growing um, with each quarter. Um, more and more people are finding us. And I know that that's because many of our listeners are, are sharing our podcasts and our resources with each other and with your prosthetists and your doctors and your support groups. And we want to thank everybody for that. Uh, we have a Facebook community of nearly 5,000 people um, who are sharing ideas and support. And I post a lot of articles and we get feedback and, and ideas for upcoming podcasts. So if you are on Facebook, we would love for you to join us on that community. Uh, more than 9,500 Twitter followers. And that's a great way that we kind of push out our messages and short bursts to let you know when we have a new podcast up, if there's an emergency podcast that we're doing, or just to gauge feedback from people. Um, and we're growing in all three categories. So, you know, it's all good news from a community perspective. Yeah. And I think, you know, as we would expect at this stage of of AMP's development, you know, the growth isn't quite as explosive as it was last year, which is totally normal, uh, given the fact that we were sort of starting from ground zero. Uh, but uh, again, continuously growth in all three categories, which is really important to us. And we've got some new stuff coming down the pike that we're going to be sharing with the community, definitely in Q2, that we hope will um, provide further ways for the community to engage with us and push these. And I am forward. so excited about that. I feel like... I feel like a little kid on Christmas Eve waiting for all of that to drop. Yeah, we're getting I know, there. We're getting I know. there. It's, been, it's a work in progress. Yes, it is. But there's a lot going on behind the scenes, we promise. Absolutely. Uh, but we did have two huge Amped Activist wins uh, this quarter. So, Dave, do you want to talk about those? Sure. Uh, so, if we, if we actually – let me go back to the notes because I was – 
trying to figure out which direction we were going to do this in. Um, I'm sorry. The first one. No, it's quite all right. Um, I didn't know if you wanted to go through month by month or if you wanted to go through it in a summary way, but we can do it both ways, actually. So the, the two key AMPT activist wins in Q1 were prostatist notes provision becoming uh, si signed into law by President Trump in February. We'll talk through that in a little bit more detail. We actually will walk through month by month what was going on, but uh, that was the first one. The second one relates to H.R. 620. This was the proposed legislation that would roll back certain uh, protections under the Americans with Disabilities Act. Um, and uh, there's been some recent breaking news on that in the past week that we didn't even really have time to update we, on our Friday newsletter to everyone. So we'll cover that in today's podcast, but it's a it, really good promising signs, which we're calling a win uh, absent something truly bizarre happening. And we'll fill you in on what that is when we get to the discussion of, uh, of March. Sounds good. Big wins, though. I mean, you know, uh, and again, uh, the entire community came together and a lot of different organizations came together. So that was a really cool thing to see. And, you know, and with 2017 being kind of a difficult year in terms of activism and a lot of things coming up and a lot of calls to action, it's nice to actually have to be able to report some positive news. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. So do you want to, should we walk through each of the months quickly and give people a summary of what we did through each month of the quarter? Sure, sure. So I'll start in January. We did the January poll results and healthcare reform podcast. We did the AMP 2017 annual report where we recapped everything that happened uh, since we launched the website and really made the commitment to doing the weekly podcasts. Uh, we did a really interesting podcast on how K levels can actually hurt you and how being labeled one K level could actually hold you back from what your potential could be or keep you from the devices that that would really benefit you the most. Um, and then we did a podcast on how to answer kids' questions, which is a topic near and dear to my heart. Yes, we both dealt with that. And I know everyone else in the community has as well at some point. And it's kind of an interesting quandary you find yourself in when confronted with those questions. So yeah, those were the four podcasts. January really this year was a month for us, Peggy, where the primary focus was just on getting podca podcast content out there while we were working behind the scenes on some other stuff um, that uh, was going to lay the groundwork, hopefully for further growth and development of AMPT in 2018. So if we move then into February, uh, the first big thing that happened in February was the aforementioned uh, one of two AMPT activist wins. And this was the prostatist notes provision. It was signed into law on February 9th. Um, it makes the prostatist notes part of the medical record for medical necessity and reasonableness purposes. Uh, so a really promising development in that, whereas in the past, prostatist notes couldn't be uh, looked at by Medicare claims reviewers when trying to assess whether or not a device was medically necessary or reasonable, now they can be. However, this provision hasn't yet been implemented by the Medicare contractors. They say they're still awaiting guidance from Medicare on how to do that. And uh, back as we discussed in our AOPA policy forum, uh, podcast, which I think is going to be uh, coming up shortly here in this list of things that we talked about. Um, we That was one of the key things that we talked to members of Congress about, making sure that they tried to apply pressure on CMS to issue that guidance. And we, what we can say about this, which is really positive, is this will increase 
access to prosthetics to some degree, hard to say sort of how much exactly, but there is no doubt that having this provision law is better than what we had before. So it's a really good step. And um, people in the amped army who stepped up and weighed in on this um, all the way back last year in 2017, thanks so much for doing it. And that work, even though you may not remember it uh, clearly because it was last summer, really important work and it actually ended up leading to a win just not uh, in the same calendar year and and that's what happens a lot of times with with activism and with with these calls to action is sometimes the results are immediate and then sometimes it kind of just lays the groundwork and you have to keep at it and not give up even if it doesn't happen immediately it's still very important yep you got to play the long game with this stuff Absolutely. Um, And in February, we put out a call to action for H.R. 620, which required individuals with disabilities to write a letter to noncompliant businesses before initiating an ADA lawsuit. Now, that actually, through our podcast, we discussed how that delays the rights of individuals with disabilities under the ADA by up to months as it goes through this process. the, pro- the problem really isn't the ADA. It's the state laws that permit the monetary damages. If you remember from the podcast, not every state has the, the provision to allow individuals to sue a business for monetary damages um, if they're not compliant. Some states have opened up that option, and that's really where we're seeing these abuses. It's not that that these abuses are not happening and that this isn't a problem for some small businesses because it absolutely is. However, you're trying to do a a federal fix for a state, some state issues, some state problems. So instead of the entire ADA doesn't need to be fixed, just the states need to be plugged up. Yep. And the, the, the thing that we found most problematic about this, as you'll recall from our podcast on the topic, was the fact that it was trying to solve a legitimate problem by making individuals with disabilities uh, essentially second-class citizens again. It was taking civil rights and saying, you cannot assert those civil rights until you've gone through this other process. So you basically are on hold. And that's what was so problematic. You put another, they put another barrier in front of individuals' disabilities. So now you have the physical barrier of perhaps not being able to get into a building or not being accessible. And then you put these red tape barriers in front of us as well. So that was our call to action in February. And then uh, in February, we also released four new podcasts. We discussed our January poll results. We talked about an amped activist win, which we just mentioned before. We talked about the call to action, hands off my ADA, which we just discussed. And we then covered applying for the NAAOP fellowship, which is that really exciting fellowship opportunity for someone in the limb loss, limb difference community, or someone who wears a custom orthosis to spend 10 weeks in Washington, D.C. this summer and get paid to do it and learn about advocacy right on the ground with uh, NAAOP and Peter Thomas. Absolutely. And it's a really, really cool and exciting opportunity. And I can't wait to hear more about it and who's picked and and learn all about how their experience went as the summer progresses. Um, So in March, uh, we found out that H.R. 620, which was the, the ADA 
provision that we wanted people to write against uh, actually died in the Senate. Senator Duckworth, from a Democrat from Illinois, and 42 other senators opposed the legislation. They needed 43, which was enough to filibuster the bill, which basically essentially prevented the vote. Um, and we really believe that people speaking up and having their voices heard definitely played a role in these senators making this decision. Yeah. And by the way, I don't know if it's, I don't know, I should know this, Peggy. I don't know what the actual number is to filibuster, but I know that 43 is enough. So as a result of that, um, Duckworth and company have the votes to have the votes in the Senate to prevent any Senate version of H.R. 620 to coming to the floor for a vote. So like we said, we, we're claiming this is a win. Um, it doesn't it doesn't seem like there's any real appetite in the Senate to try to take on Duckworth and the other 42 senators on this issue. I don't think it's a wildly popular bill in the Senate. So it appears to be dead. And again, as you said, Peggy, the work that people did uh, earlier this year in response to our call to action on this and sending in letters to senators and letting the no, letting them know how this would affect us and the broader disability community, no doubt did play a role in the kind of support that Senator Duckworth and her peers in the Senate were able to rally uh, against H.R. 620. Absolutely. And um, again, we thank everybody who took the time to send letters and to tweet and to make the phone calls and to encourage your friends and family to do it because it really does take the community to work collectively on all of these issues. So, and then we moved into March. And in March, we had the February poll results. Dave talked about the uh, AOPA policy forum recap, talked about uh, his experiences and what was covered and the issues that are coming up. Um, then we had a really interesting podcast on the problem with being called inspirational. Um, we've received a lot of feedback on that through social media, through our Facebook page. Um, so again, if you're not part of our Facebook community, we encourage you to join us. And we capped off the month of February with a very special guest interview with uh, the renowned Peter Thomas from NAAOP. Yes, March, actually. March. Yes, I'm sorry. Yes, okay. March. You're looking at the time. I am. You're looking at the slide, and earlier it says February. February. I know. It's yeah. But yes, that's what we did. We did four podcasts. So we did a bunch of podcasts in Q1. We got the two big wins. We have a growing community. We had a call to action. It was, even though it feels, I think Peggy to us, comparatively slow compared to what what we had in Q1 of last year, where it was like we were launching a website, launching all of these tools. Healthcare repeal and replace debate was already starting to blow up. Um, there was still a lot going on in Q1 of this year. There was. And, and again, as you alluded, there's a lot going on behind the scenes uh, that we can't really divulge yet to the community. Um, this has taken a lot of time and a lot of our energies. Um, so rest assured, you may not have seen a lot of, of changes and a lot of new things rolled out in the past three months. But stay tuned because the best is yet to come. How's that for yeah. setting the bar high? That's good. Nice teaser, Peggy. I know. That's what I do well. I've been told. Ooh. <laughs> All right. There you go. So anything else? No. No. I want to encourage everybody again to, to visit our website and to vote on our poll, ampedpod.com. 
um, it's been a good, it's been a good three months. I'm looking forward to the next three. Yes, I agree with that. Oh, and I will say, Peggy, I, I alluded to this the other day, not no, thinking I would really go and see it, but in the newsletter, I referenced that new movie, A Quiet Place. Yes. Um, that horror flick or suspense, depending on who you're talking to. And I actually took Kara out on a date today oh. and saw that. Was it good? And it was very, it was very uh, compelling. Yes, it was. I would say it straddles the border between horror and thriller slash suspense. Yeah. So I can tell you right now, I would not like it at all. Um, it gets a little claustrophobic, but it's sonically claustrophobic. It's really interesting. Yeah. So it's um, it was it was a very clever conceit for a movie. Um, no, not my genre. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. You can go see Isle of Dogs or something. Well, you know, I honestly, I don't go to the movies that much. I think I'm just, the last, let's see, what's the last movie? Oh, Robbie makes me go sometimes. I had to go see that karaoke animal movie, Sing. That's the last movie I saw in the theater. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Uh, the last movie I I got to go see that, like, I wanted to see was were the Hunger Games movies. Oh, really? Yes, and that's because I I dropped Robbie off at school. I was pregnant with Timmy. I went the day it came out, ten o'clock. Got a large popcorn, ate the whole thing, came home, got very sick. That's why I remember it. <laughs> that sounds awesome. It was it was a great morning until I got sick. <laughs> well, there you go. Maybe maybe you have this. Maybe you've sort of performed aversion therapy on yourself with with movie theaters. Probably, I, I, they're just so expensive. Yeah, they it's are. just it's crazy. Well, you know, I think I think when we went to go see Sing, like he brought his little friend with him, and um, she didn't eat all of her Starbursts, and she was going to throw them away. I'm like, do you realize that pack of Starbursts cost me seven dollars? You're taking them home. <laughs> yeah. Do you have the theaters now? Like we have the even the local theater, which isn't a big theater, but. Um, they now have the giant lounge seats that you press the button and the, the like the whole thing reclines and your feet come up. I mean, it's insane now. It's like they're trying to make movies into this sort of like giant home theater experience. And so you can't pack nearly as many people into the movies, but it's much more comfortable. There's a ton more space. It's kind of weird. Well, I think I think they're doing that because people aren't going to the movies anymore because it's insanely expensive. I think you're right about that. So they figured they're just going to, you know, try to entice you by, hey, even if you don't want to see this movie, you can take a nap. Yeah, I would say that I see 80% of the movies that I see now on demand. You know, you just buy them or get them on Amazon Prime. On oh, yeah. At home. It's not, it's doesn't unless you're seeing a movie that like is really made for the big screen. I don't know that there's a whole lot of need to yeah. go do it. I mean, I, I watch a lot of movies at home. Like this weekend, I probably watched The Polar Express maybe five times. Good Lord. <laughs> there's like nine months till Christmas. I would try telling that to Timmy. He's all in, huh? Uh, totally. That's all. That's Polar Express all the time. All right. I'm pretty sure I know it by heart. Yeah, I remember those days. There were many, there were many movies that I either heard or watched easily a hundred times yeah and i actually i bought it on all platforms that way if i can't find the remote that i need i know i can still get it on so there you go but somehow we got off topic so i just i i steered us there but i figured maybe people cared about movies 
Maybe, maybe. I don't, but maybe they do. Right. Like when the, the Oscars came out, I had no, like, I don't even know who some of these people are anymore. It's like, it's a good thing my subscription to People Magazine expired because I'm so away from celebrities right now. I don't even know who they are. If they came up to me, I wouldn't have a clue. Yeah. Yeah. I'm getting increasingly that way as well. I think that's just called getting old. Yeah, probably. It sucks. We're not the young hipsters we used to be, Peggy. I know. I know. I don't know what's happening, but that's a topic for a different podcast. Sure is. <laughs> All right. All right. Dave, great talking to you. I hope you have a fantastic week. Thank you. You too. And uh, thanks for listening, everybody. And we'll be in touch. Take care. Bye.